Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome again to my podcast, Snacks Thoughts. I say again, welcome to my podcast, Snacks Thoughts. And what is my thought on this Friday? Well, guys, um, my thought on this Friday is the artificial womb, artificial sperm, and men now being able to give birth. So I guess this one I would probably call it um, this episode, Men Now Able to Give Birth. And for those of you that may not have heard of it, I'm quite sure you're probably curious um, like I was. You know, it's like, wait a minute. Um, how is this going to happen? You know, I would um, heard about the um, artificial womb and how they're using it to um, to give birth to um, to babies, you know, and they've also created obviously um synthetic sperm that they're using um in these um artif- i guess in these embryos whatever whatever like that and they're um testing it to and cr- creating new life forms well now um technology and science has come to the point where um they are able to make it where men can um have babies naturally now they can either do it um um, via natural birth or either um, by C-section. Now, obviously, I'm quite sure you're probably asking, like, wait a minute, how is this possible? Um, and let me put this disclaimer on here. This is not um, um, meant to offend anyone that may be um, from the LGBTQ community, um, you know, lesbian, gay, or um, transgender. Um, and it's not meant at all. I'm just merely... Um, um, giving information, you know, and an update on something that um, I have learned and, and putting it out. I'm quite, quite sure people would find it interesting. But um, obviously, um, transgender um, men that were um, naturally born as a woman, they would be able to easily give birth naturally because they already had, unless they had the um, their uterus and ovaries taken out, and had the vagina, um, you know, changed to um, make a penis, then um, they would still have the natural organs to be able to give birth naturally. Now, in the case for um, actual men that are giving birth, they can do it. Science does it by um, basically have to obviously cut open um, the stomach. And what they do, they um, put a uterus <laughs> inside you know, of, um, of the male, you know, so, um, scientifically they'll do that, put the uterus inside, which will allow them to, um, hold the baby. Now, from what I understand, I think they use something like some type of, um, they can use the man's seed in their sperm and obviously, um, do it artificially and obviously, you know, impregnate, um, the particular, um, seed or embryo, and then they'll have him, um, with the artificial uterus, you know, have it inserted in there and have him as the carrier. And so for a male, I would um, obviously they're going to have to if they don't have the unless they've had the changes done where they created a um, a vaginal um, canal for them to push the baby out through, then they would have to have a C-section you know, when it's time for them to give birth. I mean, I know this sounds like like crazy, like um, <laughs> um, some Star Wars or Star Trek <laughs> um, type of stuff, you know, but um, this is where we're at, you know, and, you know, I found it um, 
kind of interesting that one of the um in, in one of the articles I read in the episode that I, I watched the episode on um YouTube about um this transgender male that gave birth and the transgender male which they were naturally born a female um, acronym would be a f a b you know those for those that are naturally born a female and for those that are naturally born males would be a m a b you know but anyway um this um transgendered male which was um born a female married a a, a female and so um this person is the male in a relationship but the transgendered male was the one that gave birth naturally um, to a baby. And they did it through artificial insemination. And um, the transgendered female's partner obviously impregnated them with the um, inserted um, the sperm inside of them, you know, through a syringe. Now, here's what I found kind of kind of crazy. And you can't beat God and you can't beat nature. You know, um, they showed um, him or her, you know, giving birth. And so she gave birth to the baby. And when the nurse brought the baby to the transgendered female, obviously their partner um, was there with them, which um, they called their wife, you know. But um, obviously um, from this is my view as a Christian, I'm going I go with what God says, you know, so. Um, I'm gonna call them a partner, you know, because um, God says male and female. And so, what happened is that I could see that the transgendered female naturally had a natural love and a certain type of bond for the child that um, the um, transgendered female's partner, the other female, that she didn't have, even though she, you know, was showing um, love and happy and showing that she was elated, you know, that the child was born, it seemed kind of artificial. It, it's, it's not, it wasn't the same. It's like, um, and the um, lady that was the transgendered female, she um, always um, um, resorted to saying, my baby, my baby, my baby, you know, um, ownership mine, which means that, and because she naturally gave birth, you know, and it was her seed, um, there's like a certain type of, um, I guess a maternal bond that the other female, because it's not her seed and she wasn't the birth carrier. She doesn't have the same type of, um, type of bond with it. And she was kind of like, like an outsider. Now, um, what was also strange that I thought in this relationship is that the, uh, the other female, she was hoping to, um, give birth herself naturally but she was in her 30s and she was um worried and kind of in a rush to try to hurry up and find a a sperm a sperm donor and a partner so that she can get um pregnant because she wanted the same experience um maternally to be able to give birth to um her own offspring you know and so this proves that even um, with science and technology, you cannot um, replace what God um, put in order through nature. You know, um, women were meant to have children and to be carriers of them. And they um, share a unique maternal bond um, with the child. 
And even if they don't carry it, I would have to believe that 99% of women um, deep down desire to have children. And um, you could see that it caused some problems in this relationship, you know, even to the point possible jealousy because the other one was able, even though they may be LGBTQ, um, they're still women. Even the one that's um, taking the hormones to function as a male, she still responded as, as a woman, as a female, what her true um, biology was. And she shared the same maternal bond like any other mother would. But the other female, um, you could tell that there, that, um, there might have been, could have been some jealousy because she wanted that experience of being able to be pregnant and carry a child for nine months and then give birth to her own offspring, not um, be an outsider, you know, to um, offspring that's not hers, but it belonged to her partner, you know, and you, you and it's like, um, how can I explain it? I guess it seemed, even though I know she was happy, but for her, the bond wasn't the same. It was more external, kind of like she was kind of over exaggerating or acting you know, to act um, like she was the other parent, but um, she's not, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way, you know, uh, even if you take a, you take a man and, and a woman, and even if they're not married, and but they're both the biological parents of the child, um, that male, even though he didn't carry um, the baby for nine months, because that is his seed and his offspring, he's going to share a certain bond and have a, um, a different type of love you know for the child because it's his even though he didn't carry it and you know both parents even though they may not be together they still are going to carry a unique bond and have stake um in that child and um have a different type of love and a, a type of a different paternal bond than say an outsider would or say a step parent because it's not their seed or offspring and that is the one thing that um, that I did notice. And I could look, you know, as I watched her and I observed, I could look, you know, in her eyes and I can tell that concern that a woman gets when she feels that um, her biological clock is ticking. E even if she's um, lesbian, gay or transgender, deep down, she's still a female. And um, she had concern, you know, that, hey, you know, um, I want that experience. You know, I want to know what it's like, you know, to be a mother and to um, bear a child and to carry a child and go through the process, you know, of childbearing. But I don't know. It's, it's just my take, you know. So um, it's um, seemed a bit odd, you know, to me, you know, a bit weird to um, not normal men um, carrying um, babies, you know, and even if they, they do a C-section on them. You know, they have to go through all these different surgeries and procedures, hormonal replacement therapy, all these different complications to try to do something that God did naturally through nature. And so um, what I find with a lot of um, the same sex couples that seek to one decides to be the other sex that they were not born to be. It's like, well, why didn't you get married? To the opposite sex if you're going to do that if you're going to have say two females and one is going to um, change herself to a man well then why wouldn't the other female marry a man and the same thing for the guys if you're going through all the um hormone replacement therapy um the surgeries to be a female uh, to um 
be with another guy, but then one decides to go through all these surgeries, hormone replacement therapy to be a woman, well, then why wouldn't the other guy that's supposed to be, that remains, I guess, the heterosexual guy in a relationship or the man in a relationship, why not marry a woman? Because basically you're going, the other partner is going through all these surgeries to change themselves to be um, the opposite sex. And so you're basically trying to be an opposite sex couple in, in a sense. That's basically what you're trying to do. You know, so why not go and get the real thing? But I mean, hey, this is no knock against LGBTQ. This is just my my thoughts, you know, on it, you know. But I look and, and then there's a lot of psychological complications that come with these type of surgeries, hormone replacement therapies, and even doing things that go against nature. Um, you can tell that um, these individuals are bothered by their consciences um, deep down and they have to have psychological counseling. You know, to be able to deal with this. And, you know, um, obviously some of the parents were disappointed because they was like, well, you know, I birthed you naturally. You know, why can't you be, you know, um, what you are, where God made you to be? You know, even though they may say they agree with it, but there was still some disappointment, you know, with the mother. She had a disappointed look in her eyes with her son carrying you know a baby you know and she didn't look too pleased about it but she kind of played along with it but anyway i'm dragging on too long but um i'll put the article in the description you know um in in this podcast and <laughs> you you can check it out um, for yourself but no matter how much human beings through science or technology try to alter what god has made through nature you can't change it at the core of our beings, we are still who we are and we are what God meant for us um, to be. And this is, like I said, no offense to the LGBTQ community, you know, transgenders, anything like that. You know, saying so everybody, we all have a choice. But um, deep down in the recesses of our souls and our consciences, um, we know what it is that God made us, uh, meant for us um, to be. And... You can't change it. Even if you physically go through the surgeries, deep down at the core, you still can't change who and what you are. But anyway, um, that's all I have on this episode of Snacks Thoughts. And you can find um, this podcast um, um, on Spotify. Anchor has now been um, merged in with Spotify. So um, you can find the podcast on Spotify, um, Spreaker, iHeartRadio. SoundCloud, Radio, PPM, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and a host of other social media outlets. Also, I have a YouTube channel, um, Eric Broaddus YouTube. So um, please um, subscribe to Eric Broaddus YouTube and Snack Stocks on my YouTube channel. Um, I deal with everything from um, um, philosophical topics, how to succeed in the military, you know, and just other topics, you know, as, as well. So I keep it um, pretty open and um, diverse. But the core, I keep my, my military content going because that's originally what the channel was founded on. But I have a host of other um, topics on there as well. You know, yes. And um, I normally push my podcast um, episodes up on my YouTube channel as well. So please subscribe to um, Snack Starts. And also um, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Eric Brothers YouTube. And lastly, I'm teaching courses on Skillshare. 
um, how to succeed in the military, um, cultural diversity, leadership, and a host of other topics. So I'd love to have you in the class. I'll leave the link in the description. But that's all I have, guys. Um, thank you um, for taking the time to listen. Snacks Thoughts, S-N-A-K-Z-T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S, Snacks Thoughts. And my YouTube channel, Eric Brothers YouTube. Push it out, share it, guys. Catch you on the next one. Be safe on this weekend, all right, guys? Peace out.